from Public Radio International. This is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Wednesday, April 11th. I'm Marco Werman. A UN ceasefire deadline looms in Syria. One observer sees President Assad getting desperate. He sees that uh, time is running out. He's trying to kill his way to victory, and it's not working. Activists in Damascus say they have no choice but to fight. People are dying, and people are suffering, and we have to stop it, you know, we have to do something. And later, what it feels like to wear a burqa in France. You can't speak, you can't really breathe. Everyone's staring at you, everyone's scared of you. BBC News with Marion Marshall. Sudan has pulled out of negotiations with South Sudan as heavy fighting continues for a second day between the two countries over the disputed Hegelig oil field. A senior official in Khartoum said Sudan had also complained to the United Nations and the African Union about what he called South Sudan's unjustified aggression. But a spokesman of the South Sudanese Army, the SPLA, Colonel Philip Aguirre, said Khartoum provoked the fighting. It wasn't the decision of the government of South Sudan to attack Heglik, but it was Khartoum who, for a whole year, targeted by air and land SPLA positions, the extent of which we made publicly known. In just one month, in March, Khartoum carried out 60 airstrikes, and in the last 48 hours, the Khartoum government decided to attack SPLA positions in Unity State. The SPLA responded to this attack fought back and chased the attacker up to Heglig. The Syrian government has announced that the army will stop all operations against rebels at dawn on Thursday. The international envoy on Syria, Kofi Annan, said he'd been notified of the decision by the Syrian authorities. Syrian opposition forces have already said they'll abide by the truce. Jim Muir reports from neighbouring Lebanon. Even as the ceasefire announcement was being made, people in Homs were still hearing the terrifying noises of incoming shellfire that had been traumatizing them for weeks. <laughs> Activists reported a flurry of offensives by troops and tanks in many other parts of the country, the north and northwest, the valley just to the west of Damascus, and down in the south near Deraq. But if both sides stick to their words, the sounds of war should die away at dawn. The announcement from the Syrian Defense Ministry said that after successfully combating the crimes of what it called armed terrorist groups, the military forces would cease all operations as of Thursday morning. The United States government has filed an antitrust case in New York against the technology giant Apple and some major book publishers, claiming they conspired to limit competition for electronic books. The lawsuit accuses Apple of colluding with the book publishers to change the way books were sold, which resulted in the end of retail price competition. From Washington, Peter Bowes. According to the lawsuit, Apple colluded with publishers such as Macmillan and Penguin to limit competition for the pricing of e-books. The lawsuit alleges Apple and the publishers reached an agreement where retail price competition would effectively end and prices would significantly increase, guaranteeing the computer giant a 30% commission on each e-book sold. According to reports, three other publishers have agreed to settle the case. World News from the BBC. 
The president of the Democratic Republic of Congo, Joseph Kabila, has held emergency meetings with top army officials in the east of the country after hundreds of soldiers left their posts. The defecting soldiers are believed to be loyal to General Bosco Ntaganda, a former rebel leader known as the Terminator, who's wanted by the International Criminal Court on charges of recruiting child soldiers. Last month, the chief prosecutor at the ICC called for his immediate arrest. Nine Peruvian copper miners who've been trapped underground since last Thursday have been brought safely to the surface. They'd been trapped in a tunnel about 200 metres below ground when the small, informal copper and gold mine partially collapsed. The accident has prompted calls for closer regulation. The death has been announced of Ahmed Ben Bella, one of the men who led Algeria's war of independence from France and who went on to...